Thank you for listening to Recyclables. I really appreciate it. If you want to support the program, the best way to do that is to like, subscribe, and share. Uh, the next best way is to make a donation either through the Acast app or at our Patreon, which is just patreon forward slash recyclables.com. Until next time, thank you. This is the second half of Recyclables. I'm your host, Patrick Thomas Perkins, PPP to my friends and other Recyclables. And we are here today with a fellow recycled human being, a person who is improving themselves constantly, DJ Wildchild, Courtney Collins. Am I going to fuck it up more? We will see. I don't... It's all right. She's amazing. We just did a great interview talking about her life. So really, this is a seminal. What? Movie. Took notes? Yeah, for, oh. the, for, for their portion. Got like, you. Yeah, I mean, this is was heavy stuff, so like I can't be sound like no idiot. Oh, you know? no. That's... that's, <laughs> that's and just, you know... Well, my job is sound like I usually kind of like jump in and never like really my thoughts, and I'm not a speaker, you know what I mean? Okay. I'm behind the scenes, so I like to... No, that's fair. I'll, uh, I want to address that right up front because, like, I'm going to do two halves just to give you an idea. Got you. Because I thought just e- talk episode, to you. I was like, what? Okay. Yeah, so I can have a conversation like we were because we have stuff that's in common and not in common exactly. and all that shit. And then there was this episode that yeah, came about. Got you. And I was actually just talking on my way up here to Rochelle about the fact that, like, this is one of the weirder episodes in that when I start re- like, all the information on Harriet Tubman is kind of there. So whenever I want to do a Harriet Tubman is better than Batman episode, yeah. there's no, there's no like new information. Understood. But every time I did this, there'd be like, oh, there's a follow up to this I article you bet, read, I and bet. and gotcha. like especially because like Black Lives Matter happened, and everybody, all the institutions that are at least liberal, like at least in the middle, are yes. like, oh shit, what is this about? Uh, we don't want to be in trouble, <laughs> and like. Archaeology is just weird because a lot of it is just people sitting around, Amen. like just people in a desk. Oh, I looked at this bone and I compared it to this, like not even out and about. Exactly. And so this is, I don't know, it's just a weird, I don't like seeming anti-academic in the podcast because I want people to appreciate the power of organized systems of learning. Of course. But I'm also like, fuck a hierarchy and yeah. fuck the fact it's it's only based on debt. Yes. Can you afford to do this? Right. E- exactly. Yeah. Um, this is world building because I'm going to reference back to a lot of the things I want to talk about today. And that was kind of intentional. I think I owe you an apology and that I told you like a year ago, <laughs> hey, I have this idea. Do you want to be on my show? And then like shit kept happening. We both caught. I was about to say. I, think I, it I got COVID in Christmas, like, we were just talking about that, and mm. around Christmas, like, I was planning on doing it with you in January, and then, like, my brain fell apart, mm. which was another thing we were talking about, yes. which which is extra weird, because I can kind of hear it, I, I try to do, uh, every once in a while, go through and listen to everything, so I can do a, like, what did I fuck up, mm. if, especially if I know something, or, or whatever, and, like, I can hear it in the, there's an episode we did about how the South won the Civil War, and in the first half, I'm cogent, and in the second half, I'm like, um, wow. so, uh, like, this thing, it, mm. it's, ooh. Uh, now, now to the seminal part, a part that's, like, kind of important for the show. Um, part of the reason for that is I don't have a script. Uh-huh. A lot of other podcasts, like, a big deal for them is, like, hey, I have a 30,000-word script. Oh, wow. And, like. I had no idea. Y- yeah, and that's, to me, that's fair. That is a lot of work that is impressive. Right. But I also think that's kind of ableist. <laughs> right. True story. Because as a person with ADHD who is struggling to survive poverty, I don't get to sit down and write 30,000 words. Never. 
Another thing I think is that uh, another thing I know for a fucking fact is that American colonialism has done its, in particular, the American brand of it has done its best to destroy oral storytelling mm. methods, right? Mm-hmm. And and having people who want to just memorize and share a yes. thing is anti-American in a weird way. That, that is we will, so true. Wow. We will cover it in a future episode. <laughs> but because of that, the episode has always consciously, I've never had scripts, and I've tried to oh. also have people on who, much like yourself, mm-hmm. have a lived experience that I do not have <laughs> as a as an openly queer black woman. Right. Uh, I hope I to 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 describe <laughs> you for the audience. I really appreciate you coming on because you. you inspired the episode, but also you're everything I'm not. You're everything I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> And as we, as I mentioned before, since it's my show and I can do whatever the fuck I want, mm-hmm. one of the things I want to do is provide platform for black voices, Thank black women. You. Like, so, I appreciate it. Um, this, I feel like we're definitely not on enough stuff. <laughs> and whenever I can, I granted I don't know everyone, so I'm not. I'm okay. inviting my friends, so I'm kind of partial in that way. But I'm also like, well, yeah, I think my friends should be celebrated. It, I don't think story. there's anything wrong with that. This episode specifically is inspired by your Facebook. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you were like, <laughs> oh yeah, the post. <laughs> yeah, no, feel free to interject whenever you want. Yeah. Like, it's, no, I just had to remember for myself. Yeah. <laughs> just that you were saying, as a black woman, you don't get to talk about dinosaurs enough, right? Because you got a bunch of other shit to talk about, right? And then that got me to thinking, I'll bet you <laughs> white supremacy it. is impacting the dinosaurs. <laughs> and I do want to mention, I did imagine a Nazi saurus for a minute like, really? like, it, like i was like does it have an armband like how is it how is it where does the swastika go on the, the velociraptor to make it you know some white nationalist group has a dinosaur as a mask oh my god we oh, now have to find it Patrick. now we gotta go find it well the thing, you know there is this group <laughs> Is that, and I also do not want, I do not want a bad faith listener to come in and have us think and, and, and be like, oh, so you're meaning like a color of dinosaur did a thing? No, no, that is not, that right. is, that is a different thing than white supremacy. Right. Right. Uh, and that is kind of what we want to explore. At some point in, in the not so distant future, I want to do an episode that studies the history of white supremacy going from portugal and spain mm. which people don't really realize they don't like they really don't fucking, they, like the romans did a lot to inspire those people and and we'll touch actually a little bit on portugal and spain on on that thing because it's important to the object of white supremacy like right. what it is um so without too much further ado the the other part of this uh one of the goals of this episode i mentioned a book quite a bit that has been very impactful for me for therapy okay. uh, but also just as the show and a bunch of other things it's called pedagogy of the oppressed okay uh which it, translating it from academic to english is is the study of teaching people who are oppressed oh wow uh and it was written by this dude pablo ferry in the 60s and 70s okay. in brazil and he like he went from from kind of high status person to like living in dumps like because brazil went through a whole thing and basically he figured out kind of how to educate farmers so they would quit siding with the oppressors got you because there was a lot of indigenous people too who were like well i guess like we don't care about who's fighting Mm -hmm. you guys both suck and him being like okay that's actually important Mm -hmm. to the narrative and i think you can miss 
it, it, it's like any set of teachings. It can be used a variety of ways. Uh, one of the big failings of it is that it still kind of it creates teacher as a middle class between mm-hmm. student and oppressor. Okay. Uh, and it do, it acknowledges. Uh, I think it's Audrey Lord has the thing about you. You can't uh, dismantle the master yes, house. Yes, definitely. Okay, okay. Yep. Um, and he he kind of has a similar construct in the okay. in, in the thing uh, because he's like. The oppressor is never going to teach you how to unoppress. At best, they will teach you how to be another oppressor, right? And and so they'll teach you how to do that. Yep. If you don't approach his lessons critically, or or what he calls conscientious, conscientious objectal, because mm. it's it's translated from uh, Brazilian, I think. Um, but <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but. One of the failings of the book can be in that way that it will like put kind of teacher as middle class gotcha. instead of teacher as somebody saying, "Hey, I am part of the oppressed class, trying not to be the oppressed." Like, gotcha. like what can we do? And I think it's also you can only be as good as the system you're in. Yes, and that speaks both to personal evolution and to kind of revolution. Revolution is only going to go as far as the tools of yes. it allow. And one of the things I think that scares people is the idea of, like, never-ending revolution, especially in leftist politics, where it's like, they think of that as a bad thing. To me, it's more that thing we were talking about earlier about always changing. Yes. Like, a revolution doesn't... I, I proclaim being a pacifist because violent revolutions only mm-hmm. put violent people in power. I would rather a more educational movement. The biggest thing from the book, the most useful thing that I take away uh, from and use in recyclables is the fact that as education you want to avoid what uh prairie calls the banking model of education okay uh which is i deposit the information into the student Mm. and the student just withdraws that okay because that's not education that's just memorization and right away we bump up with a kind of problem because this is a podcast where I dump a bunch of information <laughs> at people. And you got to like hope you remember. Right. So, so uh, what I hope listeners have gotten and why this is kind of a world building episode is I wanted to explain what I've been trying to do with all the stories we tell got over you. the show and be like, let me pull back the curtain. Mm, right. And, okay. and with a friend that I know will appreciate it. Right. And because you inspired this episode and process of making this episode has inspired other episodes. What's up? Because, so I, I like I owe you an apology because I really did want to do it like right away because like as like no joke within three minutes of me sending you that message, I had most of the information I needed. Wow, like, really? Like yeah, like <laughs> like just the at least the the skeleton right. outline. Right. Wow. And then I'd be like, okay, we'll schedule it for later. Something would come up, and then I'd find more stuff, and I'd be like, all right, let me finish this cycle of stuff, <laughs> gotcha. and then I'll get we'll do it, and then. I was actually telling Rochelle, this is the first time I was like, look, enough. Like, I'm never going to be done <laughs> right. if I don't just get this story done. True. Uh, it, I, I think I'm going to face something similar with bigger story arcs like the history of white supremacy. Yeah. Because sometimes it's just never done. Of course. So I, I want to acknowledge that repeatedly. That, like, I do feel like I've shorted you and that, like, I've, I've been just desperate to do this for a while. But then every time I'm like, no, I need to, I need to <laughs> fix a part of my concept of this thing that's all in my brain. Yeah. Well, I think it's happening what's supposed to happen. I the, think so. Knowing the banking model is flawed. Mm-hmm. What I've tried to do is what I call the Star Trek model. Okay. Which is 
an area, an education, an idea isn't something I can know. It's okay. something I can explore. Okay, exactly. Okay, it's a it's I a like field that. of space, yes. and I can I can look around. But the problem is, if you right now just got in a spaceship and just flew into space, just with your eyes, you'd die because there's so much shit in space we can't see right. that will kill you. Right. But if you get sensors that tell you, oh shit, look out for the radiation here. Black holes exist. Right. Right. You literally can't see those with your eyes because they're they're the lack of sight so you right. would look across them and see space still so the hope of the show the goal of the show is to give you the audience the the you i'm looking at you mm-hmm. and i felt weird that i was like <laughs> you but i wanted it to be you in the Got microphone you. the goal is to give them a variety of sensors to use Got it. as we explore different areas Love and it. different ideas okay and like one of the sensors that i really try to attune people to in particular is white supremacy got it because it is the the anti-life equation as i've as i've kind of set it out the the idea of capitalism and imperialism right and white supremacy and heteronormativity right and patriarchy all and of it. Se- like yes a plus b plus c <laughs> pushes us all down the thing I've come to realize is you can take rights away from people, mm-hmm. but that doesn't increase your rights. Right. And so really, we all have the I same rights. Somebody get that, yeah. It's just what we're taking away from you. Mm-hmm. It's it's barriers. It's not... Right. It, it's not ladders. A lot of sociologists are like, believe in this thing called the ladder to success. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, criminals take the crooked ladder mm-hmm. because their goal is to get to a certain point. Well, a lot of a lot of mafia families get to, you know upper middle class and they're like we're out we're good yeah. we quit right and then you get jersey shore or whatever got that, it like, got like, it yeah that, that's where that kind of thing like i don't know that specifically snooky comes right. From that. right but that makes sense that's got their you. goal because yeah. they don't want to nobody wants to be evil right. overall i mean there's a few people, <laughs> people obviously right. but most people just don't. want yeah. like the people you were talking about that you help yes. they just want to go to work yes Yes. Like, they might have been racist and shit, right. but they, the reason they didn't have to exercise it and mm-hmm. didn't want to exercise it is, well, I got to go to work and, like, things are <laughs> fine. Like, yeah. whatever, bro. So the goal with the show is to to tell these stories through these different sensors. Okay. Just because I'm giving them you – I'm going to stare this way-ish, sorry. <laughs> I feel weird when I'm like you. But just because I'm giving you the information doesn't mean that it's specifically meant for you to recall. The right. hope is that, that the audience will – explore the spaces we go into more right like i know new jack shit about japanese history and then i did karaoke episode and i was like i can't wait to learn more Mm -hmm. because it's like just our part makes them crazy america infects japan and that's how we get world war ii in a very real way right but like we also got karaoke out of that yeah (laughs) recyclables is all about kind of using these sensors teaching people hey i don't know exactly how i acquired them but i can tell you what it works like Mm. so that that's where we're going Um, and this episode like i said is important for future episodes because i want people to understand that when in general for overall recyclables if they're listening right that's what we're doing if you go back to past episodes that was the goal we did with very few exceptions the miniseries are meant to just be miniseries, gotcha. like their their own thing. But if I do like, I did like three episodes on this guy Diocletian. He just fascinated me. But also, I wanted people to have some of the building blocks of the Roman Empire. And yeah. but but it was just 
I hope people listening to that episode didn't think, all right, I now know everything about um, Diocletian. I understood. Instead, I was like, hey, I just need you to know. I love that. Diocletian existed. Mm-hmm. He's dope. Right. He, he, just, he just fixed Rome. Like, he, he fixed Rome and then he quit. <laughs> and we're all like Julius Caesar. Right. This chump who got stabbed at a meeting. And that's who we all know. Yeah. yeah. And, like, Julius Caesar is actually pretty cool. And he's more, more, <laughs> like, whatever. The, the other thing that I want to be able to take, for example, from that one was, like, so much of America's boner for being slave owners, mm-hmm. for being a republic, for mm-hmm. being conquerors, comes from the fact that the dudes settling, creating the United States... Yeah have boners for ancient yeah, Rome. Of and they course. have boners for a very specific yes, period. Yes. And like Diocletian wasn't in that period. That's why we don't know about him. Got you. But we also don't know about Diocletian because all those guys fucked up in a real mm-hmm. way. The Roman Empire crumbles because of their nepotism right. and this other dude comes along. But we focus on this story instead of the important one. Right. And, and this episode <laughs> is going to go into part of why. Yeah. <laughs> what I like to do at the start of the episodes, even though I've been talking for like 20 minutes, <laughs> is give listeners a hook to kind of hang their thoughts on. Okay. So I know I get ADHD and I listen to podcasts while I'm like sorting magic cards. Mm. So I understand you might put on an hour's worth of show, but you need this thing. Yes, Lord. So for the I right like up, that. <laughs> for the right up the top, there will be links available. Okay. But the people really leading the the work on this are an individual named William White mm-hmm. and Catherine Draycott. Okay. Um, and they have an uh, an article in sapiens.org, archaeology, why the whiteness of archaeology is a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm just gonna lead with let me let me find the exact statistic. Uh, this is quoting directly from the article from William. Mm-hmm. I'm an Afri- African-American archaeologist who never saw anyone but white people doing archaeology until 2011. After doing archaeology for almost a decade. Wow. In the last survey, there's a link to it, of the U.S. archaeological workforce done by the Society for American Archaeology in 1994, a whopping 98% of the 1,502 respondents identified themselves as being of European heritage. Only two identified (laughs) as African-American, while four as being of Asian heritage, 15 as Hispanic, and 10 as Native American. All right. So to continue reading from Mr. White, Mm -hmm. similarly, in the UK, in the last Profiling of Profession survey published in 2013, 99.2% of paid archaeological staff and 97% of volunteers identified as white. And so that's that's in the UK, granted, where like the other 3% of volunteers identified as mixed, only one paid staffer identified as black. It doesn't seem that these numbers will change dramatically anytime soon. What white and what um, I already forgot the other person's name, Drycott and a number of other people, there's actually a link to a much more comprehensive article series. Basically, white and Drycott started this conversation, it seems like, or or we're at the beginning of the conversation, at the very least. And because of it, academics have been reporting back and forth. Like I read one account of a lady who grew up in Kenya, right, and... Her grandfather helped excavate ruins from okay. a society that was, like, pre-colonial. Okay. So, like, the society has a downfall. Colonists show up. Jungle grows up around it. Right. 
So n n neither the colonized nor the colonizers care about it. So it gets this kind of mystique. So then archaeologists are like, wait, where, where the fuck is this from? Right. Let's, let's discover mm -hmm. this. However, none of the black people involved, none of the Africans, right. specifically the people of Africa mm -hmm. who are doing this, that are involved in the excavation, right. are, none of them are credited. Understood. None of them Got it. Paid. Got it. And then also, mm -hmm. like, there is this bullshit theory that I just call bullshit as I see it. This is beautiful. <laughs> this is beautiful of not being an academic. It's like, you'd be like, this is bullshit. Right. But there, <laughs> there was a theory at the time that because races have a hierarchy, that Africans are lowest, yeah. ergo the people of the Arabian Peninsula must have gotten all the way to Kenya and built these things. Oh, because we could have not. We could God not have. have. Oh, that's and, wild. And so, like, I mean, that's, well, wow. today we're going to talk, we're going to get into a lot of that. Got right? you. Understood. But for the listener at home who's going to get distracted throughout the, uh, that's what the fuck we're dealing with. Gotcha. And it's that way because the academics, the collegiate people, the people graduating, the people who can afford to get there yes. are the whitest of the white. Yes. And their their nepotism is a thing. Yes. Right? And so they're of totally course. being like, oh, you remind me of me. Mm -hmm. And even if you are a girl or a girl, sorry, even yeah. if you are a female, I feel weird saying a female, <laughs> but even if you're a female identifying mm -hmm. person, trans, black, anything else, you're immediately then a token hire. Yeah. Uh, and you right. immediately face the thing you were talking yeah. about where people are like, well, would you rather be in payroll? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but for archaeology. Right. <laughs> like, and I didn't mean to pull from your story. But yeah, like, but no, that's, that works. <laughs> so what I would what I want to acknowledge also immediately is archaeology and education mm -hmm. are as old as fucking humanity. Right. Because archaeology just starts when somebody sees a thing yes. in the ground and Amen. it's like, where the shit did that come from and right. why? And right. education just starts with somebody being like, okay, so here's my theories <laughs> on where the shit that came from and what? Right. And the the thing I found frustrating while I was trying to research this is mm -hmm. that the problem is academic it starts in schools and in colleges oh, right and and basically those group of people yes. continue to perpetuate themselves yeah. and then don't welcome in any new group nope. uh, as we've explored in the past in the show historians are the people who get to tell history yes. archaeologists are yes. the ones who get to discuss archaeology mm -hmm. which means they're the ones telling the story yes so my first kind of hook into this was like okay i want to know the history of education. Mm -hmm. There's a woman who created the Oregon Black History Timeline. Oh, fuck, I always get her. And she has mm -hmm. a quote that history is not a, a circle, it's a spiral. Mm -hmm. It goes Amen. one of two ways, right? Like it's either going to up or down. Yeah, it's circular, but it's because of that spherical nature, that, that kind of spirally nature, you kind of find the beginning point for the spiral yeah. and you get to now. And the beginning point is almost always kind of Egypt and Greece. Yes, Lord. <laughs> uh, and what yes. I want to what what I want to acknowledge right yes. away a huge weak point of mine is I don't know Pacific Island Asian history very well. Chinese history is is a particularly dense and complex thing that mm. I like. I'm like I don't even know where to start or how. Got you. And I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah. So it's one of the things that we don't touch on much in the show because Got like. You. Especially because a lot of it in modernity is being rewritten, and I don't know what is propaganda and right. what is information. Truth. Right. And I don't even know how to vet those sources the way I do. Right. With Other the shit I do of here. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. 
I'm uh, right off the bat. I understand they have a unique history, and yes. and what's interesting about at least what I could grasp about Chinese history is that they have they had a very early kind of education organization yeah. that was very official and like bureaucratic. Yeah, it's funny that like if you get a good enough bureaucracy throughout history, people are like, oh, thank you, thank yeah, you, we'll thank just... God. Like the Mongols <laughs> show up and are like, oh, thank you, you did all the work. I'm just in charge now. Thank you. True. Like, and it's so so that was that was kind of what I grasped is that like they it hasn't it's changed a lot, but it hasn't changed a lot, and it's very much based on a the banking model of education. Fill a student up with information. <laughs> yeah, can they pass tests? All right, now they're an official. Amen. And Period. That is really it. That is also immediately discounts Korean history, Japanese of history. Course. I'm aware of that, and I, I'm acknowledging that. The other thing I want to make sure listeners, because it was the thing I had to teach myself to do, is we need to make a distinction between acknowledging modern tribal methods of education are different from prehistoric. Mm. And that doesn't make them primitive yes. either because all things evolve in time. Mm-hmm. The story gets added to. Of course. Right. But what we can do is say, hey, this place that was pretty much unimpacted by colonialization as little as possible mm-hmm. does things in a manner that is traditional for the last thousand years. However, th- that tradition is happening in response to the entire world going on around it. Right. So if the traditional storytellers of a tribe, for example, die, the new storytellers aren't going to have the same tools. The of story is going to change. Of course. So saying that what Native American people do or what people in Pacific Islands away from colonization do is the exact same as what we were doing 200,000 years ago is, is, is a gross just, error. Yes. And yes. It's, it comes from what we will talk about further on in the story, mm-hmm. colonization. Because it's, it's us assuming, you guys, you guys are always saying, you guys are stupid. There's an order, we're at the top of it. And it's important to acknowledge those things are different, but they yes. can give us insight. Right. And one of the most important insights about archaeology in this sense, there's a, a Maori activist who has a really good quote that I cannot find the exact quote, so I can't find the lady to source. But I know she's Maori and she's an activist. And she makes this point of, we've always had astronomy. That's the star one, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We've always had, this star was here at this time, and it impacts us in this way. And it being here means Earth is here. Right. But we didn't know what the fuck gas was right so right. i don't think she said right. we don't know what the fuck yeah that. That's what I like. <laughs> so we called it this god mm-hmm. and then you assholes showed up yes. and you were like oh you're primitive because you did that yes instead of being oh, like hey let's synthesize and incorporate uh-huh. our information right right and that's why you have people in the pacific islands who could travel the pacific mm-hmm. right which is the largest fucking body of water on the planet right like it takes up like a third of the planet right you can't just travel that no, without, without having thank you this advanced shit that is really complicated of you, you and i aren't just going to be dropped in the middle of the <laughs> right. pacific and be like oh i know what to do right because because ancestrally the <laughs> right. and like a thing i'm trying to get people to see on on especially people who look like me mm-hmm. oh, wait, i can i get fucked up by the fact that like algorithmically you have to say certain things a thing i try to get white people to recognize is that 
we have had different kind of historical ancestries, our time, like, like our, our bloodline or yeah. whatever, our familial ancestry is a specific thing, but our human ancestry mm. is a thing. And these are experiences. Yes. Like these are things we did to us. Yes. As a result, like we, America, did shit to us. Yeah. Your experience because of that is different than my experience because of that. But ancestrally, we did that to us. Right. And like, I have to acknowledge the white part of that, of course. Amen. But it doesn't mean that, like, like your trauma doesn't work both ways. It doesn't not work both ways. Mm-hmm. I know it's a double negative. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like it, it, like everybody is experiencing mm-hmm. awfulness to an extent. Those people that we talked about earlier in the previous episode, yeah. like, I'm jealous of the things that the average manufacturing employee has. Right. But at the same time, I can look at that and be like, oh, that's a shitty of situation course. to, to of occur. Of course. Right. So acknowledging all of that about prehistoric and about what we know about less colonized areas, we can make some inferences right. about prehistoric societies. Right. And one of the big things we can do is infer that education has always been pretty important for the bulk of humans existence right we we kind of categorize history as about five thousand years ago seven thousand years ago but humans first start showing up two hundred thousand years ago maybe two million years ago if you want to go like like fucking no no feel free because like like this is cursory bullshit yeah. for me like, like so if you no, no no that's why i have other people on to have learned learned experience any information you want to add but like right. the first example of things that are that'll be human like two million years ago right and mm. then like 200 million years ago like is when like the things that become the things that become humans are and so like there's this whole yeah timeline where as we are evolving, we are evolving education. Yes. Just because it wasn't always in books and writing right. doesn't mean it wasn't, it wasn't around. Education, exactly. It just means they didn't have access to those tools. Right. And as far as archaeology goes, a lot of what we can tell based on kind of taking tribal information from existing peoples, either in decolonized peoples or people existing on stolen land right. and like telling their story as they know it ancestrally, a lot of what they assumed wasn't entirely wrong. Right. Oftentimes fossils were assumed to be some form of ancestor or some form of thing that lived in the past. Right. And that if we don't see it now, well, okay, it must have died off for a reason. Right. We don't know what paleo we didn't know what tectonic plates were until the sixties. Right. right? That's Spoilers. What I'm so like there's a lot of shit Amazing. we in right. my our lifetimes didn't even figure out. Exactly. Since the episodes usually since most of the things start in Egypt, let's start with Egypt. <laughs> right. And let's use yeah. our sensors that I'm trying to get the audience to, okay. to kind of use. And what we'll see is that imperialism uses kind of archaeology in a way in yes, this time. Definitely. Because one of the things that's kind of fun about Egypt is that because it lasted for so long as a civilization, mm-hmm. you get to build your power based on the fact that you've had power. So the fact that we did this for seven generations right. and it worked means come the eighth generation, I don't need to convince you because we've done it right. for seven you generations. Saw, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of generations in 3,000 yes, years. Lord. Part of building your monument, part of building your pyramid is you are creating archaeological artifacts. You, right. you don't have the word right. archaeology, of course. but you are creating a, a relic 
for future people to look upon and know what your era and time were yes. about. However, it is, of course, totally skewed through yeah. the view of the of elites course. in the society because Egypt strictly very, very hierarchical, everything kind of dependent upon the pharaoh. It's worth noting like a, a conception that we don't always get is that the pharaoh is also a religious office. Yes. So Definitely. this is this impacts the education mm-hmm. story because the people being educated, education kind of splits off when empire takes hold yes. into elite education mm-hmm. and general education. Exactly. Right. And elite education is this very formalized thing. You must learn A to do B to do C. Right. And what I'm calling general education, it's not something researchers call it that. It's just what I've come yeah. to term it as. Again, a thing where like, listener, take these terms, but explore the space more. Of in course. Your it's more apprenticeship, right? It's more enslavement is a form of education. It's a really <laughs> shitty educational system, but it's it's a it's it's a you learn to do work, yeah, and you learn who you are. Air quote around that. Another thing for especially American audiences to make sure and know is that it is slavery, not how we know it. It is conquered people usually, right? It's not based on what you look like. No, it's not based on it was where, never that. It's based on where you're from, but where it's based from. on where you're from in that I just took over your place yes. and your mind. Yes. But at the same time, the the big thing that I, I try to that I have tried to emphasize, and I could be wrong in this and I wanna always admit that, is that you're you're still a human. I was just about to say the dehumanization is what the most significant damn yeah. difference is obviously because um, in her book cast the author kind of strictly explains that like in a caste system you are still human yeah you just lose hu- you're, you're you're less human but you're still human and as such like yeah people are being whipped people are yeah. being like all kinds mm-hmm. of horrific shit is happening there's still people yeah in a, in a way like it's it's like I I don't want to assume that you're inflicting less trauma because that's not a good variable. Yeah. But you're, what you're doing is still human. Yeah. Right? So our notion of a guy standing in front of 50 people whipping them is really based on the hieroglyphic of that image. Mm-hmm. But it's much more likely this guy was an asshole manager type who was like, no, this is your job mm-hmm. and who you are and what you do. And I'll whip you if you don't. Right. And of course that kind of shit is happening. But we're influenced by and, – and again – I'm willing to admit I'm, I could be totally wrong. It's just mm-hmm. that's still an education is what I, I want to get at. Gotcha. You learn your job. Yeah. If your job is to put stones in place, you have to learn that. Exactly. If your job is to take care of pigs uh-huh. or whatever. I don't know if they had pigs in ancient Egypt. <laughs> if your job was to... <laughs> I, I assume they did, yeah. We, usually where we go, pigs go because yeah. pigs are all over the place. <laughs> yeah. But that influences education so that we formalize it. And we acknowledge what the elites have as education. But then the other thing is just, you know, what you do. Mm-hmm. And at this time, because writing hasn't proliferated. Because exactly. the, the, the tools specifically and the concept of it hasn't proliferated. Right. Of course, commoners aren't going to know how to read or write. Exactly. But it, it, if a slave can take to it, if they're like, oh, there's a, this kid can read, mm-hmm. um, instantly you're pulled out of that class and put into priesthood or or oh this guy's this kid's really good at murdering people yep. let's make them a soldier exactly let's, let's, i mean i assume exactly. they were more gendered in their titling yeah but, but true it's education is used 
as it, it's weird because it's it, people are being oppressed but it's being used as a tool to pull people out of the oppression <laughs> that the education is used to oppress people in. Well, and archaeology is doing a similar thing where you're building this monument, yeah. but you're building this monument to be like, I was in charge. I was, and we, and I've always been in charge. And just so your grandkids know, yeah, I'm in charge, and so my grandkids should be. In <laughs> and life expectancies are such that, like, because one person is being treated really well, that can't happen. You can be in charge for three generations. Yeah. And that instills a sort of mysticism into people where, well, their job is to talk to the gods and, like, they outlived my kid, so they must be magical. Yep. It's it's a thing I tried to reiterate on the show. People had information. They just didn't always have tools to process it. Exactly. Right? You, you know exactly that water's nice. bad to drink and I'm going to throw up if I drink it. Mm-hmm. You don't know it's because there's infectious viruses, right. bacteria, exactly. all that shit. Do, 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 do. Yeah, okay. I was looking at my notes to make sure I was like, follow along. Because, like, I do, I do want the listeners to know, like, I do have notes. It's just I don't want to write down 50,000 words. Yeah, like, this right. Is really, just especially jotting. because I really, as a high school dropout, I want this to be something another high school dropout can listen to and be like, oh, I am yeah. as smart as I thought. Yeah, and that, to me, that's how all information should be. Yeah, that's, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's what we're doing here. Yeah. The, the kind of next iteration of society especially in american education Mm -hmm. that we go into is the greeks uh in part because the greeks did a pretty decent job of taking over Mm -hmm. the mediterranean and egypt for a minute (laughs) and what i really love about egypt is egypt makes the bread right like because of the now and so every time you take over egypt you know you you're winning (laughs) but you're winning because you took over egypt and you but like don't fuck with egypt if we fuck with egypt egypt exercises this power on and off again where they're like Oh, we forgot to harvest the grass. Oh, no. Maybe you should have less soldiers here. Right? Like, it's... The the Greek uh, are terrible people, in my opinion. Like, they're just... They're, they're a very traumatic society to live in. Sex education seems to be rape, from what I understand. And, like, some of that might also be propaganda from homophobic. <laughs> so, like, I can appreciate that. But it also does sound like there's a lot but of... But it was a lot. Pederasty. Yeah, to... The evidence is there. Yeah. Like... Yeah. <laughs> so that's... That's... Good thing that we revere those people. That's all I'm saying. It's my favorite thing about Americans that we're like, well, we're like them. And I'm like, oh, go on. Like... Yeah. It's um, that... The worship. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I even had it. It's like history has been always a passion of mine. And of course, I mean, like you're given the whole Egypt because that's where I thought everything started. Right. So when I'm starting to learn about myself, that's where we started, because that's to us where the pride was. Like we for fuck Africa as a continent. We just go straight to oh, Egypt. Shit. And I never thought about that. Yeah, we just go straight there because that's where the kings and the queens and the pharaohs. So if we're going to, if we're saying we're from Africa, then we're just going to, every black person's from Egypt. That's where we started from. That, oh shit. And that makes, and so that, that, and I'm so glad that I got that out early. Like my militant and my hotepness, you know what that word means? Yes, I do. Sorry. That, I got that early. Imagine, because, Obviously, we know a bunch of hoteps now. <laughs> and if I was a 46-year-old, like, and I get, like, I'm Sorry. glad that you're learning, you know, you're that's, that's like the first step into our pride is 
Egyptology and learning about Egypt and, oh, we came from kings and queens. And yeah, that's the first, like, but it's so elementary. Like, it's so elementary. And I'm so glad that I did get that again early. And so when I left, and so yeah, Queen Nefertiti, Egypt, that to me, that was all I really had. We had Harriet Tubman, but those are, okay, but now we're talking about royalty now. Yeah. So, okay, we're not even going to discuss them anymore. We're going to look, you know, over here to where we come from. And it's like, we don't come from. (laughs) Well, we're literally, what literally just clicked into my head while you said that was like, of course, because there are empires before egypt of course i I was like i meant i meant to mention that and i blanked on it but then i was like there's empires before egypt that are existing up and down all over africa all over the world of course like like egypt is at war with a couple of them for most of its history exactly and they they invent they they the thing i'll get into what egypt invents (laughs) but i want to the thing that just clicked to me Mm. was like of course we focus on egypt because they are slave owning society right they're all about a form of a proto form of capitalism Right, and they're close to whiteness. Yeah, and so if you're like, now, the and the s- thing about it is, even now, because just kind of what you said about, um, oh goodness, about oh about them being not brown folks because you know how that couldn't have happened. Yeah. And the same thing when I think people look at Egypt, they're like, okay, they're they weren't black necessarily. They were they the Arabs and. The, and you have to say, okay, yeah, and again, now, but if we're going back three million, th- they, they didn't, I, they, <laughs> you know, they were darker. We can look at the hieroglyphics and see that folks were darker. That is so long ago, grass was still growing in the Sahara right. fucking desert. Right. Like, we, right. it's hard for us to, like, t- time is such a weird hyper object. A, a thing we've talked about before on this thing where it's like, it's so big, it's nebulous. So yeah. even even if you, like with white supremacy, even if you see individual pieces, you don't see the whole Never. thing. And time is the same way. Yep. Where it's like, Egypt was going on, yeah. And when it started, there was grass in the Sahara. Yeah. And where you and I are sitting in Portland right <laughs> yes. now, probably might have been under ice. Exactly. Could have been. Might have been further, probably was further north. Yeah, but, but definitely the possibility here. And it just clicked to me that it's like, oh yeah, it's totally, uh, it's totally because we don't want to be like black people did exactly. at first. Exactly. So we're like these people that were yes. like they were like kind of black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. History is so much fun. Yeah, we talk about it like it's a different place, and we always say Egypt because we don't want to say Africa. Africa. Yeah. And it's it's I I do need to openly acknowledge that I didn't before. <laughs> what is that like? The reason I'm starting with Egypt again is because that's the start of American well, history. Well, of course, yeah. that's what, but, that's the first. I mean, that and then that's what my point. Even yeah. as a black person, that's where we start, and it's literally like you said. If I go to Egypt, then I go to Greece. Yeah. So those are the two because Greece conquered civilizations Egypt. that we're like. And Here. so when I started history, I'm like, oh, these are people I'm revering and looking up to. Even as philosophers, I don't remember if you. There's a time I'm like, okay. Give me a philosopher that you like that's not like I need to give me something out- that's not dead in Europe. Yeah, right. Like I even have to think outside this box because that's where I'm living. Yeah, that's that's part of what the show's about, is is me doing that. Um so I want to clarify again mm-hmm. that like 
there, there are empires all around the world besides yeah. this going on. <laughs> this is the American story. Yes. And so I'm telling it with our special sensors <laughs> and being like, ding, ding, ding. Love it. Right? And one of the things I also want to touch on about Egypt before I go is that they're one of the first people to get really good at politics, yes. though, historically. Yes. That, that is, that we, don't, we don't know what was going on in other places because if there's no written record, of course. we can only guess. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into, a, by the end of this, about why the people guessing are idiots. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not all of them. Right. But, but probably 92% of them, right. apparently, according to the land survey. Anyway. But the Egyptians are the ones to write it down. And one of the things that they do that's savvy, DJ Wildchild has her nation <laughs> and PTP has his nation. Yeah. And we are both badass and want the same yeah. things. And the way things are solved is this war. And if we go to war with each other, we're just going to destroy each other. Yep. So what we're going to do is put a nice little place between us <laughs> that is scared of both of us. We're going to put, I'm going to use uh, uh, Dahlia. We're going to put the land of Dahlia in between us. Because in this illusion, Dahlia is scared of me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but she exists to be a client state between the right. two of us so that we don't go to war. Yes. But if we get pissed off at somebody, we can poke her a bit. Mm. And if we get mad at you, we can poke her so you know we're mad at you. <laughs> so you can decide what you want to do. Mm. And they also get good at diplomats. Yes, I was at, about to say. Yeah, that was at sending part. somebody to someplace. Oh, that, mm -hmm. was, that was the thing I learned on this cycle of stuff. Was I didn't know about them basically being like, we're the first people to be like, Egypt's awesome. Don't fuck with us. <laughs> like, yeah. And it is because like they can do they do really good martial power from what I understand, right. which is important. I hate war. It's dumb, but I know it's important. But it's also because they can do bread and war. We can feed our people. I was about to say, and we can make them kill you. So, which would you rather associate with us? Yeah, bread or war. The other thing that the Egyptians are pretty good at, I thought, was they're good at getting conquered and then staying Egyptian. Yes, right, and still keeping their culture. And yep. Like there's mm -hmm. the the one I remember learning about in school where oh yeah they got conquered but they're still Egyptians yeah. and you're like how did that work and they're like I don't know the Greeks come along they do Greek yeah. shit they set up the Library of Alexandria they yep. set up the the Ptolemaic yep. dynasty mm -hmm. which gets really into sibling incest yes <laughs> but but the beauty of it is that whole time they're still they're still Egyptians, Egyptians. And they still have the health to respect I guess even though we yeah. conquered you but we still that little fear <laughs> and part of that. Part of that comes from, I really think, the, the part where you have, you're living in your own archaeological yeah. monuments. Uh, yeah. So somebody shows it's up there. It's a little different. Yeah, and a little different. The, the, the history of archaeology um, doesn't really kick in until later. But there's this interesting thing where like in 750, I think mm. it was AD, there's like this Iranian dude, king, who <laughs> conquers another place that has trophies from the past. Mm -hmm. And he hires people. Like he, he makes administrators or whatever to go back and find a way to connect his ancestry to that shit yeah and that's kind of the first real official archaeologist is a dude being like make me a legitimate emperor M make my power mm -hmm. legitimate through your own history I and I say i deserve that, to be here yeah oh feel free to but, no i just can't remember but i think uh, i was reading yeah. that when i was doing and, my and study i think <laughs> when you conquer egypt you get to do the same thing yeah you're like hey we're just a part of egypt now Egypt is, it, right. it's, the the modern example just clicked in my head too, sorry. Um, when, because I know the whole history of fucking plant pantry mostly. <laughs> when the owner dies and the company gets sold off, AMPM buys it. Mm -hmm. But AMPM is like, you guys are really successful as mm -hmm. plaid pantry. So, they left so you're plaid pantry, gotcha. but we collect your money. 
And that's what happens with Egypt a bunch. Mm-hmm. Until eventually yeah. Egypt gets to be its own Really thing. good branding, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the brand of Egypt yeah. maintains even when the Greeks yeah. come along, even when that's the Romans come along. Yeah, that's and amazing. then when the Muslim people come along, less so, mm-hmm. it gets integrated more. But to the Greeks, they're the people that kind of innovate, make the next innovation in the usual story of the history of education. In that, what we are taught usually is the colleges are formed because mm-hmm. academics could go <laughs> out and speak and yeah. people would be able to do things. Well, Greece is a slave society, <laughs> right? Uh, listeners, I would like you to take three guesses where all this free time comes from. Mm-hmm. First two don't count. The answer is slavery. <laughs> the, they, they get to do all of this navel gazing. Exactly. The the other thing that I think the Greeks kind of innovate is they're like, oh, we should have soldiers all the time. Like, not all of them do it, but a lot of them figure out, oh, if we just have guys yeah, right. and some girls, <laughs> but mostly guys whose job it is to murder motherfuckers right. for us, <laughs> motherfuckers don't murder us. Right. And so that's that's one innovation. They end up being the foundation for a lot of what american academics yes. will be taught which is one person lecturing on a thing they know to a group and we're yeah. i mean we're we're doing of course some of that here today right that's the whole n- notion of podcast but that was also going around before motherfuckers had slaves to give them free time exactly so like innovation maybe let's that's that's a ping <laughs> on our sensors the other thing Less so with the Greeks. The, the, thing, the thing I like about, about the Greeks is that they do that to a bunch of places. Yeah. They conquer them, enslave them, and, and they, they start figuring out, like, oh, you're good at archery. Yeah. So we'll, we'll make these people groups of archers. The Romans conquered the Greeks. They're like, that is a great system. <laughs> like, everybody was doing that a yeah. little bit. You guys are doing that a lot. In fact, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make you guys the slaves of doing that. <laughs> And so, like, when the Roman, like, not ubiquitously, like, yeah, not every single I, Greek. Yeah, of course. But, like, one of the things wow. that the Romans do is they're like, actually, Greece, you were doing a really good thing with this educating people. The, they had innovations like writing that weren't around. Yep. The Phoenician alphabet comes after the bronze, I think it's the bronze collapse, the first one. So, either way, society does this thing where, like, we get really big, we pop. We get really big, we pop. And we're like, what happens to the pop? I don't know. Because <laughs> nobody, nobody wrote anything down. Nobody wrote it down. So we don't know. Like, my favorite is that we have these letters for help Crazy. that are, like, the primary source of information of, like, way ancient Greece. Like, ancient Phoenicia or whatever, where one kingdom sends a letter being like, hey, uh, bro, right? can I? I'm, help, help. And then nobody answers. <laughs> and that's just oh. the record we have. What happens is when the Romans conquer the Greeks, the Greeks get really good at formalizing this right. system more than anything else. Like if if it existed in a primitive form and the Egyptians kind of turned it into a thing, there was no formality to right. it necessarily, from what I can gather. Right. There wasn't a like... Not formal, yep, yeah. I wouldn't say formal. Like no. there's no pipeline to priesthood. Yeah. Right. There's, <laughs> right. There's, there's, we we get, grabbed a bunch of people, yeah. that one seems like to understand. said tradition, but not yeah. formal. Yeah. And there's exactly. some apprenticeships program, but right. like if the person you're apprenticing has ADHD and you don't even know what ADHD <laughs> is and they can't learn to read, yeah. like... Then you grab somebody else. The Greeks get really good at figuring out how to set up a system. So, oh, at this age, you'll learn this set of things. Right. 
and then will build upon that by the next age so that by the time you're a grown-ass adult who owns other human beings. Right. Because I want to reiterate, all of these societies exist because they have forced labor. Because they get these great big monuments because human exploitation is going on. So, yes. yeah, you do get this innovation right. in schooling, but right. it's because you have the free time because you put a, a gun, you put a proto gun, you put a sword. Right. I knew the word for it. <laughs> you put a sword to some people and were like, do this shit you so I can this. look at my navel. Right. And then some people came along and were like, I'm going to put a sword to your throat to do it <laughs> to the Greeks. The, the Roman system is cool, all that stuff you guys yeah. did. Let's take it. And, and it's at a specific point in roman history that is very like kind of open to this ideology and it's funny because it also transforms a lot of the the you can see parallels in whiteness in rome's identity of what is roman Mm. in that at first what is roman is people living inside the city of rome got you and then what is roman is people in the roman empire right just like whiteness was like the dudes that owned land right and if you were Scottish, you were something else. Yep. And then it kind of it, it conglomerated. I don't want to, yeah. It, but there's, it, it's not a one-to-one. I don't want listeners, again, never never assume I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Just assume I read a thing and I remembered right. it. <laughs> and one of the things that the Romans do, in addition to that innovation of, of kind of enslaving people, is they also figure out, okay, the Greeks are really good at this. Yeah. We'll, we'll take this system and we'll also make it administrative. And what happens is when the, there's like a, Romans have a lot of little things that they just fucking go berserk with. And that's how you get wrong. Like, they're like, they're like, oh, we'll take soldiering and just fucking go berserk with it. Right. Right. You you almost killed us doing this. We'll do that and murder somebody (laughs) new with it and take what they do. And like, it's, it's. It's the same thing I just said with the Greeks, but then, like, the thing the Romans do is they they do it intercontinental. Like, they go all throughout Europe, bits of Asia, parts of Africa. All of North Africa is Roman at a point. And that's just, that that blanks my mind, especially because, like, that's Sahara now. But at the time, at the time, kind of not nearly as as desert-y so right. it, like it, it's important as <laughs> trade routes and stuff the other thing the thing the romans innovate really is using archaeology to justify a timeline of civilization so but you conquer a people right from your home you go from your homeland you go to theirs you take cool shit from theirs and you bring it back to yours mm-hmm. and you say this is why i'm civilized right i murdered and enslaved all these people and i'm better than them <laughs> And look at what these primitive backwards people thought, right? I have all their stuff. Right. And, and I'm going to use it. And it becomes a similar tool to what the Egyptians did with the pyramids, where it's like, yeah. well, like, because I had all this stuff, clearly I, I'm supposed to own you. Clearly the timeline is you existed, then I existed. Right. And I have archaeological mm. evidence that that happened. Ignore right. the part where I did <laughs> that. Well, not me. Ignore the part where my grandpa did that and told me if I don't do that, right. I'm a loser. Like, ignore that whole thing. Loser probably wasn't the word they used. You know what I mean? And so the Romans are really innovative at taking things from another place, mm-hmm. putting it in Rome, and being like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what we're doing. Like, the Greeks do it a little bit, but, and, and, and yeah. again, like, every society has had trophies of, of war course. and that sort of thing. Yeah, but, but they took it. Right. <laughs> the Romans are the first time somebody is like, look at my stuff. Uh-huh. Like, like that scene from Thor where he's like, right. behold my things. If, if that dude's things were all from people he'd murdered and or raped and or worse, right. that's that scene in Rome. And people are like, oh, yes, we are superior. <laughs> That's why all Romans have British accents <laughs> in media, is because we're like, oh yeah, they were assholes. assholes they tried to take over the world. But true, yeah. 
But thankfully, uh, they died out eventually, the Romans. And everything was better. Everything was perfect. <laughs> I History over. Well, okay, not exactly. The Dark Ages happen. Dark Ages, total misnomer. Medieval, kind mm-hmm. of a misnomer. Um, there, There's a really fun... If you ever get into it, um, like a lot of colleges, especially like Yale, Harvard, those places, they will offer course lectures. Mm-hmm. And you can just audit a course. Yeah. Right? And so I've audited fucking... Oh, that's what's up. For you. So to speak. Like, I haven't taken yeah, the but test. Or, but like, sat down and listened. Mm-hmm. And my this dude was like, look, we think of it as the Dark Ages because we've never seen technology backslide. Right. It's only ever improved. Right. And But we are starting to see a lot of that backslide mm-hmm. now where it's like, definitely, what the fuck is up with this phone? It's yep. not delivering its problem. Other, other things, like what the fuck's up with this infrastructure? Right. Right. And that was, that was the big technology of empire is infrastructure. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't kick the Romans out <laughs> after they conquer you is right. you're like, well, you guys brought me brought. clean drinking water and schools brought. and shit. Mm-hmm. So... It's better than when I was doing the other, all right, cool. But when you go away, that goes away. Yeah. Uh, his description of it I really like because he was basically like, it's a rapid decentralization that leads to a lack of new innovation. Mm-hmm. So the fact that there's not a Roman culture means that there's not a way to share that story, right? And as a result, you become insular, and so your needs are more immediate. Mm-hmm. And so you are making innovations in technology, but it's like beer is being invented mm. because the resources aren't there Understood. to have wine. Yeah, right? got it. One of the things that takes over the Roman Empire fades, right? But the Catholic Church remains mm-hmm. in its place. Yes, Lord. And it is not, <laughs> uh, I love, I can't, I think it's, it's uh, sarcastic, overly sarcastic productions, a YouTube series I like, mm. has a really good description where they're like, the Holy Roman Empire was neither holy nor Roman nor an empire. <laughs> but what they did have was the church as a sort of infrastructure mm-hmm. of networking mm-hmm. and information. While people are being decentralized and kind of their lives are growing more and more insular and more closer to each other, right? The internet has gone down. That was right. the Roman Empire. Right. As like that's that. going on, your way of advancing in society is sort of decreasing as well. Because in the Roman Empire, yeah, I might have been born a slave, but Diocletian, my dude, he ends up being emperor and his dad was a slave. Right. That's a, that's a, that's a linear possibility. And the Catholic Church kind of replaces that possibility in a way. Because you, you can't become a soldier, but if you show a propensity to read and write, well, you don't need to be a farmer. Mm-hmm. You can come do the shit we need you right. to do. It, it, education gets subverted in this time as a tool for indoctrination. Because, I mean, it always was as far right. as empire but goes. But even more so. You're, yeah. you're only learning what the Greeks say is yeah. history. and right. But with the church, you're only, if you question it, we might yeah. burn you at the fucking right. stake. That, right. that, comes, that comes much later. Mm-hmm. Right. If you question it, you might just leave to go to a place where they don't care that you question <laughs> it. But at some point, it does get mm-hmm. to a point where we mm-hmm. murder you over yep. it. And the way we use that is to say, hey, education only works this way. It, it the church because it controls education sets up this system whereby you're evil for questioning yep period because we've educated you this way um there's not much really innovation in archaeology because again it becomes more insular there's not a trading of information but there is this thing that i do love there is this period where the bones of saints give kind of a psychological bonus to various cities. So all these medieval European cities will go to war with each other 
to kidnap the bones of dead dudes. Mm. And it might not even be the right person. <laughs> which is my favorite. Fun. They just show up and they're like, these are the bones of St. Fisenthal. And I'm going to take it here. And now we have his die bonus or, you know, fucking right. video game bonus, right? <laughs> and, like, that, it's just funny that it that tool of colonization mm. using relics. They become called yes. reliquies, right? That tool that the Romans started... It, it, it gets carried on through the church in this bizarre thing mm. where it's like, we want the remains of this dead dude because now we'll be in power and you guys Isn't have to respect crazy? us because of this weird... Uh. And wow. and this is the first time in the Dark Ages that capitalism starts getting on the censors because there's this weird thing where slavery doesn't die out when the empire goes away, but the nature of it changes. Mm-hmm. Slaves slowly get replaced because here's getting skipping tons of history yeah, of course there, there's an era where plagues happen and there becomes a labor shortage yes and so the poor people start getting to be like all right my lord <laughs> what are you gonna do if i farm for you right and because of that slavery doesn't disappear serfdom starts right. coming into existence right the the way slavery starts changing in this time is it stops being specifically conquered people in the mm-hmm. same era post post uh, uh roman empire right islam becomes a thing and as a result muslim people in christianity i guess have to fight mm-hmm. i guess that's yeah. just uh, yeah have to but because of that you you enslave each other Enslavement is going on over religious right. doctrine. Right. Christians can enslave Muslims. Muslims can enslave Christians. You cannot enslave a Christian person if you're Christian. Mm-hmm. But serfdom gets set yes. up. And serfdom is a whole unique system mm-hmm. where you're fundamentally... A, like It's weird because in both instances you are a tool. Yes. But you are a tool tied to property versus a tool tied to a person. So it's much more like you're like cattle or livestock yeah. or a piece of property as opposed to an individualized Swiss army human <laughs> thing. Yeah. Right. It, sorry. It just, I'm like, it's weird that we could work together. But instead somebody's like, I'll murder you if we do. Yeah. Like it's, it's so, it happens a lot in history. Yeah. But the, the, the reason capitalism shows up on the censors kind of at this time is you start being able to accrue wealth in a different mm. way because of this. The one big advantage of serfdom is that technically there is no upward mobility because right. it's a caste system. Right. But you can improve your lot within that system. Mm-hmm. One of the other big innovations just historically in general that the Romans do that people keep trying to get back is a middle class. Mm. Right, and only like a very slim margin of Romans exist in in the middle class. Right, right? most people are enslaved mm-hmm. in the Roman Empire, but there's upward mobility within that slavery. Like you, there, there, there's places you want to be and don't want to be, and you can buy your way in and out. It's a whole exactly. It's a whole thing. But in serfdom, you can save up to be a better serf. You can have <laughs> a better plot of land, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. You can do. You can marry other serfs, right. and there's there's power. It's this weird thing where it's kind of. I don't understand money as a human. Me, Patrick Thomas Perkins, Mm -hmm. I don't understand how money exists. Mm -hmm. Every time people explain the nature (laughs) of it, I'm like, this is confusing. There's food. And I'm hungry. And they're like, yeah, but there's this confusing ritual you have to dance through. And I'm like, why? Why? Right. Why? But this is invented-ish in a real way in this time period. Like, it's currency has existed throughout human history. But as the Dark Ages comes to pass, the, the... hoarding 
mm, of there wealth we go. Yeah, occurs. It's different. Because yes. in the Roman Empire, to show off that you are wealthy, mm, you mm. donate to the, the religious institutions. So right. They will build things so people yes. go... Oh, he's wealthy because yep. he helped build the church. Yep. He he's wealthy because he made the shit. Yeah. Or she's wealthy. Sorry, right. I don't mean to. Like I said, hey, <laughs> but back I, then, if yeah, yeah. He, usually yeah. it was a game, <laughs> right. right? As the <laughs> Middle Ages come along, you're wealthy because you can help somebody pay their soldiers yes. because you've created currency and you can hold on to gold. Like there's banks of gold and yeah. shit. Like it existed in the Roman Empire, but it needed to move around and it was based on the currency and that currency was spent. But that innovation, that's when capitalism mm -hmm. first starts pinging on our radars. This is when we get to the invention of white supremacy in particular, because as time moves on, um, that slavery system that is Christians or Muslims exists. Portugal is the first people to have a navy not the first people to have a navy, the first Europeans yes. to have a navy yes. and realize we have weapons mm -hmm. and strategies that are superior in a specific manner. Right. Because that's what's really important. They can show up and kill a bunch of people in the right way right. and find the right people to kill to take power. Right. And it's a thing that exists because a lot of early, air quote, primitive, pre-colonized civilization, mm -hmm. people before the colonizers showed up, were very anarchic. A lot of, especially in Americas, a lot of the, like, what we call tribes were just families and locations. Right. They weren't like, they, they were like, yeah, I'm Cherokee, <laughs> but that's like a last name. Yeah. It's much less so like, and that's, that's how colonizers came to understand it after a bunch of shit happened to them. Mm -hmm. So, so again, we don't even know what the whole story of what they called themselves True. were. Yep. This was the Amen. Portuguese showing up and saying, you're this now. Yes. And so they, they hit points in Africa and in Asia. And the, the, the cliff notes of white, white supremacy comes about is you hit places with other people. You enslave these people. Like, there's Japanese slaves. And it's this weird thing because it's so, it's so hard to get somebody from Japan to Portugal that, like, even though you don't use them for labor, you use them for status. Mm. So you own a person to be like... I got a Japanese... Uh, I've got a Japanese... Yeah, yeah it's it's so... it's uh, Whatever. It, I'm yeah, not, I, 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 don't want, I don't want to understand it. <laughs> right. But right, I know I... Right. Don't know if I need to, but it's a thing that exists. Mm. When that happens, they also encounter people that trade their own enslaved people. Because right. slavery is a worldwide system. Right. But it's a thing we talked about years ago between you and I mm -hmm. when we started this conversation. Right. That it's slavery based on caste system. Exactly. And you're human. Right. You're just the least important human. Right. And the innovation of religion, of, of Catholic and or Christian and Muslim slavery is you lose your humanity for being this other thing. You religion. are other yeah. than me. You're not a human. You're a Muslim. You're a Christian. You're right. uh, between these two dichotomies. Because that when these two forms of slavery come into synthesis, mm -hmm. you basically just take the worst parts and get rid of the humanity as much as you can. What you're stuck with is is this weird. I don't like. I said I'm going to go into it in an episode, all on its own. Right. But it it makes everything worse. You're yes. no longer human. Nope. But you're also no longer in the hierarchy. Right. You're now, you're, you're now permanently at permanently. the bottom. And there is the no word. there is no. Your job is to yeah. live, breathe, and die here. Yep. You don't have free. Your kid can't become an nope. emperor. Exactly. And more importantly, because these are different lands, mm -hmm. the 
there's i don't i don't know the, the adjective again sorry it's one of these things where i'm like I, the, the fucked up bizarre interesting weird specific <laughs> unique you. thing to these circumstances is it's also a form of diplomatic exercise because you're like, how do we interact with yeah, the Africans? Right. How do we interact right. with the Chinese? Right. Well, now we're we're incorporating the way they interact with us into our system. There must be a hierarchy because we won. Mm-hmm. We need to have relations with these people. Right. Because the other thing is the 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 enslaver, the people that set up the what will become the triangle of trade between you know the Atlantic slave route to the materials to the colonies of Europeans as as they're setting that up the, the, the capitalism portion gets involved and that that makes it worse each iteration reinforces the previous iteration i'm skipping a ton of history but the portuguese have power for a while mm-hmm. and then get displaced by the spanish right. who get displaced right. but because the portuguese set up this mm-hmm. thing right like like the important kind of most important note from the spanish time is the spanish set up this thing called the white coats that the black coats one color i can't remember one or the other but it's 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 set up to be like white supremacy is this here is the order yeah here is these people are white yep if you're born in wherever and you're white you're not white you're something else yep. and if you're born here or if you if you if you moved it's whatever yeah the the the, the spanish set up this thing it's wild yeah. and then once the british come along that's been normalized mm-hmm. right so the british just are like oh cool this is what it is, this is, what it yeah. is. yeah and then the Americans come along and they're like, this is what it is. The other thing is each version adds their unique little, their little, yeah, their little taste to it. And like the Spanish taste is that like they are, mm. they're brutal. They're fucking beyond. And, and then mm-hmm. when the British take it over, the British add this weird, that respectability politics mm-hmm. to it of like, well, we're not going to discuss it because it's proper. And what Americans do because America, like, people need to get this through their head a lot is america is an mlm and so what america does is put capitalism into it full bore because it's always been profitable but it's always been a tool of empire before it gets to here right and so as this white supremacy gets like codified and clarified when it comes to the united states it's like gospel to a certain degree all in yeah we're going all in because (laughs) and it becomes like i don't i'm saving it for the disability episode there's there's some terrible it's fucking great but what also happens in that same period as far as the usual story of education in the early parts during the portuguese during during the enlightenment period is when we sort of rediscover um adult education like like philosophers science is when it and and a lot of that the the irony of a lot of that is to people today is that the church funds and pushes a lot of what will become scientific research because they they just want to understand the mysteries of the universe and they think they're going to find god they find facts instead it's kind of funny but But i just want to piggyback i i read that's i mean no 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 religion is you know in science i think more people think it's more separated than it is and what people don't realize that religion really informs science for a very long time and everything that they think are ideas or facts are not because they came from an ideology and it was just kind of like use these facts to prove our ideology and not to disprove it and it's it's weird it 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 goes back to that maori quote that that activist who i'm doing huge disservice (laughs) we'll get it but but it goes back to the thing of like they had the the facts yeah they just didn't have more information and instead what could have happened is people show up and like oh yeah we've discovered this helium stuff and they're like oh i wonder if that like instead of 
being civilized, <laughs> they're fucking monsters. But it becomes a thing. It becomes a gravitational force yeah. in the, the, the space that we're exploring that is archaeology and education. Yeah. And it becomes a huge gravitational force that a lot of people have a blind side to, especially huge. white people such yeah. as myself. Yeah, because uh, a lot of, I mean, y'all folks think it's based on logic and fact when it is, even. I mean, like today, we're like, oh, scientists and religion. But... No, they're still they, they, very they start, murky and everything logical. is not so logical that white people think like what yeah. you think is logic is just another white person's ideas. It's that tradition who got turned. Yeah. So we assume is logic, but it's just what he thought. Yeah. And so it's, it's that thing of yeah. like we enslaved the Greeks yeah. and they know everything. So we'll just repeat what they said. This. Um, one of the other the big innovation as education gets formalized is it becomes institutionalized some of the yes. earliest schools are actually pretty some of the early colleges are actually pretty inspiring because what happens is a lot of early teachers are grifters that is true like in the 1600s yeah i was about to say that is like, very true i am an expert yeah. on a thing <laughs> pay me to teach your child right. thank you for the money goodbye now i yeah. have impregnated your other child <laughs> <laughs> And what happens is people are passionate for learning because that's fucking human, yes. as we've covered, it, like all the right. way back to our roots. Yeah. And what happens is these these kind of groups of kids will get together and hold teachers accountable. And like finally the teachers are also realize like, oh, we can exploit students for labor. Like if you guys show up and do all the cleaning so and cooking, I don't have to go to clean. I don't yeah. If the, the first is like a weird unionizing <laughs> system where they're like, all right, you have a thing, we have a thing. How can we offer this thing to each other and then also offer something to a town? Because right. towns are like, we don't want drunk kids in our cities. <laughs> we don't want asshole <laughs> teachers in our cities. Why do I want a grifter in my town? Right. That will, and so it becomes this weird allegation of the three. Unfortunately, again, that's the thing we just said with the Romans. It's easier to do under empire yes. because you create at least a sort of stasis. Yes. Let's not call it stability because that's not fair to the people oh, that you're doing that. it to. Uh -huh. But you create a, a, a stasis. <laughs> One of the things introduced to the stasis, one of the big innovations in in uh, uh, archaeology is Darwin comes up with his yeah. theory of evolution. Right. And that really changes the way we look at these rocks in the ground. People had always looked at them and been like, oh, those things are just dead animals mm -hmm. that got buried. They, they're extinct. Extinction right. was a thing that people understood. Right. But what they didn't understand was that thing, that, that pile of bones might be related to this yeah. bird. Once that happens, we get really curious about bones, Americans in particular, so we can justify white supremacy. <laughs> most of most of the most of the American history yep. of, of searching for prehistoric remains uh -huh. is looking for primitive people yeah. so that they can justify shit. The skull thing. The, I just learned that today, Patrick. Oh, you did? Oh yeah. shit. Yeah, they would go around I told and collect you I took the, the seriously. Oh shit. No. <laughs> it's, I have this. I didn't know that. I assume everyone's smarter than me. So when I learn a fact, I assume everyone no, else knew it. You're smart. And you guys had a secret that you're I didn't smart. know about. Well, thank you. Uh, That's why I'm enjoying this. I mean, I knew you were smart, but like, oh. I'm like, oh, motherfucker. Well, thank you. The, <laughs> you know some stuff. The, the, the biggest example is uh, of how white supremacy uses this thing to justify itself mm -hmm. through archaeological mm -hmm. evidence is mm -hmm. when America's founded, they're like, we still have the slavery question, yes. air quotes. And what that means is we still have people that we own and are brutalizing and shit. Yeah. And the the question such as it is, is how are we going to deal with that? And the United States basically from the start, the South is like, well, we don't want to do what you're doing 
if it, if we can't do our <laughs> bullshit. And the United States is like, all right, we will compromise. And I think it's like 1810, 20 or 30 it's years later. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure crazy. it out. <laughs> and what they figure out is we'll stop importing people, right? Right. Between that time period, academically, more and more papers begin to get published about the superiority of the white of people course. and the white race and all this of bullshit. Of course. And, they can and it be- wasn't even superiority. It was like, basically, we're different races and yeah. species. Species. That's the thing That's the thing that always, yeah. I never understand. I told you. I'm even like, as a kid, yeah, I was blowing like. Blowing me away. I, I, I didn't I believe like, that they thought they were different species as a kid. Like, I was like, you can't. A lot of me growing up is being like, oh, people really were a kind of dumb. <laughs> but because they think they are different species, they think that justifies yes, the behavior. Of course. Which means, again, you're not seeing it as the Romans see it as, at least it's a human. Yeah. It is now an anim. I, I say it. These yes. human mm-hmm. beings are fucking animals. Yeah. As, uh, fucking shit. God, yeah. I hate the language around this because I can't. I know, but it's so real. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I just hate that it's so awful that I can't not talk about, or I can't talk about it now and not also be like skin crawl. Right. right? Like it's right. the other thing is that in that time period they are using made up archaeological evidence. Yes. They're just finding stuff and yes. saying things, and because they're the people in academia, yep. they get to confirm of that that's course. what it is. And what happens is their students come along and are like, "Well, my teacher told me it, so it must be true." Ergo, I'm going to teach you so that it's true. More of that banking method of education yeah. uh, one of one of the the most kind of fun incidents uh, to look up over this period is something called the bone wars mm-hmm. and basically and this is also super important most archaeological evidence that we get nowadays is found on stolen land it right. is either in america it is in mostly uh, areas that we were actively stealing from indigenous people right. as, as we're taking bones there, there's this thing called the bone wars mm-hmm. where these two dudes are just digging and excavating and running away as war parties are like on another hill to fucking murder them. But then they're sending their fines back and because the system works as, first, I did it, I won, they get to classify things. This isn't the only instance. These two guys are just the most famous because, do you know about the the brontosaurus apatosaurus thing? I don't think so. So technically, there's no brontosauruses. Okay, yeah, definitely no. Technically, this guy, these two guys are fighting. Uh Uh-huh. I don't care about their names because okay. they're just two old white dudes. They're <laughs> fuck them both. They they find bones at the same time and they'll be like, I get a name and I get a name. Got right? It. One dude names his the Apatosaurus. The other one names his Brontosaurus. But Brontosaurus is kind of the bigger star uh-huh. and more of that particular find is found. Got it. Then we get more pieces of the Apatosaurus and we're <laughs> like, well, he named his first and it's more that. Wow. But we don't have that conversation until the 1970s oh my Jesus. when they're reviewing shit. Oh my goodness. That is going on not just here, but in the parts of Africa that are being yeah. colonized, the parts of India that are being gotcha. colonized. The complicated history in China is such that the places where we find the most fossils are places that China has colonized from essentially indigenous people mm. oftentimes. And and I again, that's one of those things where I'm like, I don't understand propaganda versus not propaganda, so I might not get it right. But in general, 
rural people are having their 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 history and their stories right. and their legends and their 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 ancestry in a way yeah. because a lot of people and I'm not in disagreement with this notion are that like no the earth is your ancestor this is your right. family so when you remove these bones you're not just like taking dinosaur bones yeah. to go off you just rip my uncle yes. out of the ground fuck right you. and that's why right. during this time like while these two dudes are doing the bone wars there's native americans being like we're going to murder of you as course. soon as we get to you of course that is going on at the same time as this kind of institutionalization is reoccurring the thing that the greeks did the things that the or the the romans did and that the church did is being redone through a series of empires right. that are all global right and because they kind of have to agree on the same thing white supremacy is this kind of overarching thing i yeah. i personally honestly like fan theory my friend my friend is like recyclables is pat's fan theories about history <laughs> my fan theory is that a lot of like as far back as the spanish to even now is going to be called like the white empire mm. and they're going to discuss it as whoever was in control of the white empire mm. versus because like i there, there's so much hegemonic in yeah. this is the word i learned but like there's so much where it's like it doesn't matter who's in charge yeah. the same shit is happening exactly period and and a lot of that starts pre-civil war in that area where america is identifying itself and the next kind of big blip in education and archaeological history comes in of course the civil war yeah. and the emancipation proclamation right. and the fact that in previous episodes recyclables listeners will know <laughs> we've already established as far as i'm concerned the south won the north won a mil martial military contest but the south figured out a way to win a political and culture war mm. otherwise you wouldn't get jim crow mm. like you wouldn't unless unless that side won like you just it just yeah so, uh, we'll have to say it just keeps transitioning so There's as far as I, as far as i'm wow. concerned historically the south yeah. won just Ooh, later yeah, on after the fight whole, be a topic on this boy <laughs> yeah. I, I did it with Olya and she was very much like this is fun See, I was gonna say goosebumps goosebumps uh, this so is my jam right one of the the things that happens after the civil war for America as for the United States actually I tried to clarify that a lot on the show is America is a continent. Mm -hmm. The United States is the political gotcha. body doing bullshit that's on it. That's actually good. Too, that's actually a very good distinction. That's a white supremacy thing yeah. to be like, America, it it's ours. Yeah. We are the United States. Yes. I love it. The United States innovates war a lot post-Civil War yeah. because we killed each other a bunch and figured out who had the best yes. guns. And then we're like, what should we do with these? Oh, murder the, the rest of the people <laughs> on this land mass so we can run it. Thank you. So we get evil fast, is what I put in my notes. I was wondering what that meant, and then I figured it out. Like I was yeah. like, "Got it." Because go, I kept reading. <laughs> like we were, we were already like yeah. kind of shitty, right? But there was the potential for some stuff that was it could like, have. like John Brown happened. Like, like, like there was people. Yeah, it could so have. The, 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 and that's why I love your perspective of the South winning. Wow. Yeah. Like it just took them longer. Wow. That's all. They didn't win the the battles. Yeah, they won the war though. Mm. Otherwise, you don't get the daughters of the I, revolution. Was, you got it. I mean, you you just well, no, that's, that's important. down for me. That's I'm important sorry for your no, listeners. No, 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 I'm sorry. I know. You're fine. I, that is why I have other people on to blow smoke up my ass. <laughs> the other the other thing that's important on on the United States when we do that, mm -hmm. and it's a thing that I hope I mentioned then, but I want to mention is we don't do anything to fucking fix slavery. No. Right. And and in and in, in the episode we did about karaoke on the show, uh, there's this funny thing where industrialization hits Japan, mm -hmm. but it was futile. 
It didn't go through like a bunch of other stuff. So it goes from you're like a king or a prince or whatever, right. a daimyo, daimyo. You're that, and then the your kid is now the owner of a factory because all that wealth that you had just carried over, oh, right? And so all the, the peasants don't change. They're now just the wow. workers, right? And America does a similar thing mm-hmm. when we end slavery. We're yeah. like, no, no, no yeah. they're not yeah. They're not enslaved anymore. Exactly. They're uh, prisoners. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look the other way at this. Yep. Because we're great. Good, good, good place. But not fixing that means our institution carry on in a similar fashion and again there's a period there's this thing called the fusion party where like black and white people are coming together and being like oh we should do a thing and then they all get murdered because of terrorists yep but that doesn't obviously doesn't hit the institutions and and separate but equal has a terrible impact in that like it's not like it is separate not very equal equal. and and more importantly you're in the black institutions forced to do and say what the white institutions want you can't propose things, right? Like, if you're like, well, this theory seems really fucking flawed. Yeah. Brontosauruses don't yeah. exist. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, doesn't like matter. going to take it. Oh, this came from the black institution. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Right yeah. in the garbage. Like, because they're assholes. Yeah. And that is the, the, the fucked up part is, again, the United States history for the last, what, 120 years? Yes. That we keep saying we're going to do something. Yeah. And then we find something else to say we're going to do. Like... The only thing we did was win World War Two. That was the only promise, <laughs> and and like defeat capitalism right. or communism. Co- right. But but it was doing a good job of defeating itself because it wasn't communist. But that's a whole. That's it, another it wasn't. episode. Thank you. It's but always... the recap on the current state of affairs is we get to where William White and uh, Miss Dreyfus, whatever she's white, she doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but but we get to where when the pandemic started, of course, Black right. Lives Matters happens as as a as a political movement, as a thing right. that becomes insti- like institutionalized isn't the right word, but it becomes a factor in history where people mm-hmm. are like, oh, narrative wrong, yeah. maybe. And I firmly believe the bad guys are fighting so hard because they realize in, in a real way they're losing. Yes, I, I, of course. I do think people, because we live in a white supremacist system and, and a, a racist system, because we live under the anti-life equation, mm. we are going to incorporate parts of that into ourselves. I am of racist. Course. Duh. Right. The, prob- the, the, the deal is to not be it or, or to fight against exactly. it. Or to, to fight against And it. more importantly, exactly. is to stop, take the space, provide it for people who aren't, you know, white dudes. Yeah. Or they aren't the same type of white dude. Right. Because, again, the big thing from that survey that I mentioned that Mr. White did, I think he surveyed, is that it's from a very specific socioeconomic yeah, background. Of course. It's, right. It's, so 98% yeah. of the people telling the narrative are people who believe shit that comes all the way back from the Civil War. Of course. Because even though we've had the Civil Rights Movement, even mm-hmm. though we've had the ADA, those people aren't being they put aren't into the, the institutions. Exactly. So what I wanted to kind of wrap up on was our censors showing us, you know, at least in a in a very vague way, look yeah. at this object of white supremacy and how it has impacted the dinosaurs. Right. There were no, like, kkk saurus. No. But the fact that, like, we live in the system of white supremacy and not acknowledging it isn't going to fix it. Not at all. And, and more importantly, uh, because black people um, exist, you, you guys are gonna continue and you're gonna continue to need space like yeah. it's it's a we haven't done it yet why don't we fucking <laughs> do it I guess is my argument one day all right what I what I wanted to wrap up on was there's a lot of things 
that aren't just white supremacy yeah. that impact the dinosaurs. I think I think the most obvious way that we could say white supremacy impacts the dinosaurs is that black voices aren't allowed to examine it. Right. Right. And and like in a in a way that's not the dinosaurs, what that's meant is we really don't know shit about human evolution. Right. A lot of the norms that we assume are based on heteronormativity. Yes. They're based on white white supremacy right. on, on this narration that again that thing that you touched on that I always like I gloss over because it doesn't make sense to me this <laughs> idea that you're a different species yeah. than me and I've evolved yeah. like I've seen how much beer I drink. I'm not a <laughs> I, I used to drink, whatever. Yeah, and the fact that they were talking about this in the 1800s when we literally know that white people and black people were having babies. Yeah, like so side by side. obviously you know no, this, but but like mules exist. Like you can you can make a. <laughs> I know, but they I no, know. no, yeah, but I mean, it was just. Yeah. Just we need that reason, though. Yeah. We need that reason. I mean, I, I and I'll say white folks is good at delusion, boy, because it yeah, it doesn't matter what's happening. What does it say on the paper? <laughs> it said on the paper I own this. So I own this. <laughs> what I, what I would what I wanted to do was use a handful of other things that I also think are impacting the dinosaurs yeah. or our understanding of them because it might not be obviously we didn't go back in time right. and do shit. There's but. History is a four-dimensional object. It goes forward and backwards. How we see it now comes from how we exist now. One of my favorite things is we think humans kind of came about because of partying. Right. Like we figured out, you have good beer, <laughs> I have good music, let's get together. Mm. You're not going to think that if you're a stuffy white right. dude. And Amen. Oh, and I'm sure the 60s having a psychedelic movement maybe helped that a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. But again, as we heard from Mr. White's survey mm. in 2014, 92%. Still. Thankfully, I mean, I don't think it's fixed things, but I do think the narration around Black Lives Matter I, yeah. has helped spawn, and it will be in the, the links that I'll, I'll provide. And I'll send you my links. I didn't think to send you my links because okay. it's like a lot of YouTube videos. Please, and stuff. Okay. The conversation is there, there's a, a one organization that is just, uh, uh, what's that, collating articles from other right. places so that everybody telling this story has a place to be like, look, yeah. story. You know what, white people, you like it written down and pointed out to you? Here it is written down and pointed out to you. So to wrap up, capitalism, for example, impacting our dinosaurs, because where do you think the fossils are? You know that right. old joke about, we don't, we aren't literally mining dinosaur bones, mm -hmm. but many of those things are in the same yes. places. And things like fracking drilling, which is just pulverizing mm -hmm. everything inside mm -hmm. so you can slurp up the, I think that's that one. Yeah. That's destroying fossils. Yep. Again, native people... And and I mean, why not to all of us? The earth is our fucking home, yes. right? Right. It we all even, care. Even if it's not your fucking family, right. it's at least your fucking house. Yeah. Why are you letting somebody drill like this I'm in your house? You. Especially when there's enough. Yeah, that's the mind-boggling thing to me. That's so, been my mind-boggling. And, and one of the, I can't remember which where I heard it, but one of the statistics is we're running out of fossils to find mm -hmm. because we can only dig so deep. Right. And then tectonic things yeah, exactly. happen. Exactly. Like, like history moves exactly. on. Exactly. So if we want to categorize yeah. them, we have to do something. But we're going, we're stealing them from people. And there's, the thing is, it's not like native people are against you getting fossils. Of course. But they would like a little fucking respect. Yes. And they would like to maybe be a part of it yeah. as something other than the person doing the digging. Exactly. Right. So that's capitalism. But one of the more interesting ones to me, patriarchy has impacted mm -hmm. it. Because patriarchy has really pushed this notion of like the alpha male. The, yes. the, the, the I am, I am top you. dog. 
Alpha yeah. does not exist. Right. We made it up. Yes. Cue, cue Jonathan time. Franks doing the, it's not real. <laughs> Fake. <laughs> we made it up. Because what happens is the dude that coined the phrase is studying a bunch of wolves held in captivity. Mm-hmm. And they do captivity. Mm-hmm. They do prison shit where right. they're like, who's in charge? And because we're all here mm. and we're not family, mm. uh, you might murder me. Somebody has to be there. We're right. apex predators shoved into a box. Mm. What did you expect to happen? Wow. So he leaves and researches Wolves of the Wild at some point and realizes there is an air quotes alpha, but it's there's just a top. There, there's this guy who's been around the most and knows the most and everyone wow. listens to. And when he's not as strong, somebody comes into place and takes right. that role and he still exists. <laughs> yeah. And their their packs are much more familial units. Yeah. They're not they're not some wolf raped a bunch of other wolves yeah. into submission. But that story, that narrative is totally informing how we look at dinosaurs. Because so we're like, well they're pack animals. So obviously yes. the alpha raptor must have been male mm. and blah blah blah. That is so true. It's great. Here, here's here. The, the last two are honestly my favorite. When I thought, like, I had to sit down and think of these last two because I was like, I know it's got to be there. Heteronormativity, the or maybe cisgender normativity okay. would be a better way to put it. Okay. The idea that there are men and there are women, mm-hmm. there are male and female, right, is very specific both to humans and our time and period. Yeah. There are animals mm-hmm. that just swap everything because exactly. they need some place to make the babies. Amen. Period. Humans yeah. didn't evolve that. No. So why do we assume dinosaurs were dudes? Because of this heteronormativity, right? Right. I, what if a trans person is looking at like nine different skeletons and is like, oh, that's the same thing, but yeah. those are different. Seeing a whole different co- context, we would look at it. Yeah. Which is a huge thing as well. Context. And, and another yeah. another voice that we can add yeah. to. I guarantee there's no... I bet you there's like one trans archaeologist and they're just like, please don't, please don't. Yeah. I don't want to be noticed because then bad things happen when it, we notice right. people. America's mm, terrible. Mm, the United mm. States is terrible too. <laughs> um, the last impact is mm-hmm. the notion of empire. Yes. Uh, we, we loosely talk about it on the show a lot. The way I define it is the idea of one nation exerting its will over another for supremacy. Gotcha. I, I think the main thing that makes up the anti-life equation is systems of supremacy where you create like this hierarchy of we're on top and you're on bottom and i can murder you for that (laughs) because of that kind of empirical mindset we think of things in terms of who ruled right right Right. who's in charge yeah and that has seeped even into kind of our evolutionary stuff definitely and that seeped into dinosaurs tyrannosaurus Mm. rex is the terrible lizard king and we view him as a as a as a king and that's why for like 30 no years idea. a bunch of archaeologists have been raising their hands and going i think he was a scavenger yeah. right because mm. the biggest of the raptors right. the, the the avian dinosaur descendants that hunt the biggest among them are usually vultures right because it's right. easy to spot a carcass if you're just floating Dang. around overhead tyrannosaurus rex had giant olfactory right. nerves. Like, they could have smelled something 25 miles away with accuracy, we assume. Again, all guesswork by these oh, fucking exactly. asshole white dudes. Right. So who fucking knows? We don't. Right. But the notion that a dinosaur rules comes from this yes. thing. Yes. And without, once you start breaking apart the anti-life equation, you start getting better, man. <laughs> Which is just kind of kind of the whole point of this episode. Yeah. So thank you for inspiring this conversation. Thank you for having audience. it and you, following through with it. Thank you. And, and again, the story isn't done. 
to, oh, yeah. to the to the listener, I I totally encourage you to follow the links. But like this story is going on, people are are figuring it out, and and the reason I think it matters is we don't know. Yes. Until all these voices are added, Amen. because you're just getting one dude telling you the story. It's the same version, right? That's why I have guests on here. It can't just be me. Right. Otherwise, it's just me talking to a wall. Exactly. Um, do you do you guys have a website for Dirty Angel, or is it just uh, just the full social guys? medias? So we have uh, the Dirty Angel page on Facebook, on Instagram. We're at Dirty Angel Ent. I am at DJ Wildchild on Instagram. Courtney Collins on Facebook. You can follow Dirty Angel Entertainment on Facebook. Also, <laughs> check them out every Tuesday night at Eastside Bar and Grill. Well, it's yes. still called that. Hopefully, it evolves. It doesn't sound better. like it's going to change. Ho- hopefully, all the uh, we can talk about that later. Um, and then also Friday nights at Kelly's Olympian. Thursday. Thursday nights. Yep, Thursday. At Kelly's happy, op- yep, happy hour, Mike. Definitely check out that mic too because. I think the thing unique about that, Mike, you need to sign up and be a little more yes, prepared. Yes, exactly. Mics where people show up are yes. fun. Those are cool. I like sign up. It, like, to me, that's where I'm going to prepare. That's gotcha. where, where polish happens. Yeah. So so I really appreciate that. And then, yeah, follow them online because you guys do shows all over Everywhere. the place. Everywhere. Alberta yes. Abbey, Welch's. Yeah, right. and out of town. So, Thank yes. you. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> Stop the music! Stop, stop the credits. Put, put a, put a pause in it. Put a pin in that. It's PTP from the future. Post editing, post editing. That's a really important part. Um. So, so I listened to this episode, obviously, because I edited it, and I had this realization. It kind of, it kind of plays out like a jazz song, because there's a note we're not hitting the entire time. That is kind of the focus of the episode. This episode is really ultimately about critical race theory. The censors that you've gained as a, as a member of the audience, as somebody who's trying to look out for, for to recognize their privilege and, and look out for harms that you might cause through that. That is critical race theory. That is just critically applying the facts of history to the conditions and world around us. So ultimately, what archaeology is reckoning with is critical race theory going to be a part of archaeology? And and I would argue uh, that it should be, that if we want to know the whole story of history, of, of human events, uh, that we need as many voices as possible. DJ Wildchild and I weren't sure if we should, if we should actually put this in. Um, she really pushed me uh, from being kind of iffy into like, no, we should definitely do this. It wasn't really an intentional thing, and I wouldn't have noticed it if it wasn't for the fact that I'm upset at Malcolm Gladwell for the same things. Uh, I, I don't really want to... There's times I'm willing to kind of uh, play the the loud part quiet, uh, but we decided it was best if we actually let you know what this was about. Yeah, it was about how white supremacy impacts these things, but ultimately white supremacy impacting these things is just acknowledging critical race theory. So when you hear about the fight for it in school, that's what you're hearing about the fight for, about people trying to change the way history is interpreted and told and build up a tradition of lies, basically. The first article, 
in the list of, of referential material that I used uh, collects a lot of the stories that I mentioned. I suggest you watch all of the videos that are in there. Yeah, so now that we now that we got that out of the way, when you hear people argue about critical race theory or, 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 or against it or for it or whatever, now you understand the conversation a little bit better. Critical race theory is just applying history to history, you know, to all the stuff. All right, let's cue the music. Cue, cue the music back up. Musical clips come from Aesop Rocks The Blob, which you can get for free on Rhymesayers Entertainment. Uh, Recyclables was researched, produced, and edited by Patrick Thomas Perkins. That means when it sounds weird, it's my fault. But when it sounds great, it's because the patrons. Thank you, patrons, very much for supporting this show. I love you. I don't know if I'll keep this in the episode or not. I think a good metric for where at least the poor whites are is whatever Eminem is saying. <laughs> and like, if Eminem is saying, like, shit is fucked up and we need to change the system, then I think a lot of the other poor whites are on board with that. Like, not nearly as many of them latched onto Kid Rock yes, as, as, as the 90s had led us to that's believe. That's true. And so, uh, but that's a personal fan theory that yeah. neither can yeah, But I do... Thank you for picking up Recyclables today. Donations to the ACAST streaming service are, of course, always welcomed, but the best way to support the show is by going to patreon.com forward slash recyclables and becoming a patron today. If you can't do that, another great way is by liking, subscribing, sharing, rating, and reviewing the podcast on whatever podcast listening service you use. All right, thanks.